Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Wednesday, December 21st, first day of winter, and I hope you're having a great day in the Lord. We are nearing Christmas morning. Amen. Anticipation is building. Amen. But don't forget, this is Wednesday. It means it's midweek prayer service. Hope you'll find yourself in the house of God, worshiping the Lord and serving him there. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I've got a couple of good songs queued up and then the message continuing from Monday's broadcast and yesterday as well. I've got these two good songs queued up that I trust will be a blessing to you. All right. As we get ready to look in the scripture, you're going to need to hold your finger in several places in the Bible if you're turning and reading with us. If that is a possibility, I'd appreciate it if you turn to Romans chapter number 8. We're going to be looking at one verse in each of these texts. Romans chapter 8, verse number 1. Also, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 5. Now, all of these verses, actually, you've probably memorized, or at least when you hear them, it'll jog your memory that you know these verses well. But I'm beginning a message and... I'm preaching a message that we'll be beginning a little series of some sermons that we preached here at the Island Ford Baptist Church. And this is entitled, Are You In? And it's dealing with evidences of salvation. And so we'll be dealing with that for the next few days. And I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Romans chapter number 8. And then Second Corinthians, we'll be looking at two places in Second Corinthians. We'll start with Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter number 8, very, very familiar chapter, more than likely the entire chapter. I'm going to read only verse number 1. I've got a short title, that's surprising, and perhaps a short message. And you'll be surprised there too, won't you, if that's how it turns out. But... Uh, so if so, it'll be surprise, surprise, amen. Uh, we'll see if that's how it turns out or not. I mentioned Romans chapter 8, and that's where we'll begin reading. Look also, if you will, hold your place in Second Corinthians chapter number 5, and then also Second Corinthians chapter number 13. We'll look at these three places for my text tonight as well. All these verses that I'm going to read are familiar. Most of them you probably have memorized. And uh, if not, they're good verses to commit to memory and uh, place in your memory there. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 1. There is therefore now, I like that little word now, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. I'm going to read that again. And there's two words I want to emphasize. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are, and here's the words, in Christ. Amen. In Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Second Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse number 17. Again, very familiar verse. Therefore... If any man be in Christ, there's our two words again. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. 
Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now, before I move off on to chapter 13, let me say something about verse 17 there. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I believe the old things passed away may just happen in your heart, and nobody can see that. But all things become new. He said, behold, that means you can see something there. When somebody genuinely gets saved, there's things take place in your heart that others cannot see. But there'll also be some things take place outside that others will be able to see. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter number 13 and verse number 5. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. I looked at the word in Christ Jesus. I looked at the words in Christ. This time I want to look at the words in the faith. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you except you be reprobates. I want to try to preach tonight on this thought. Are you in? But I'm just saying, when the world, the worldly man, a lost man in the world speaks about the things of the Spirit of God, they don't know what they're talking about. The Spirit of God leads the child of God. The Spirit of God guides the child of God into all truth. That's what Jesus promised in John chapter 16. That when He, the Spirit, has come, He will guide you into all truth. But He's not guiding the lost man in the same way. Amen. He's not leading the lost man in the same way. The lost man does not have that spiritual guidance. Now, I got it. So let, me, let me go back. I started this thought and I, I got sidetracked on it. Why can, can, if this is written on a fifth grade level, why can educated lost people not understand the Bible? I'm going to tell you why. Because their spirit is in rebellion against the Spirit of God. They're not being led by the Spirit. They're not following the Spirit of God. They are rebelling against the Spirit of God. They are fighting against the Spirit of God. They are resisting the Spirit of God. Therefore, they cannot understand this book. Cannot. Amen. Now, they may know the words, but they can't understand, they can't grasp the Spirit of it. That's the whole thing. It is the Spirit of it. It's the Spirit that quickeneth. The words, the letters are death, but the Spirit of God quickeneth, amen, and makes some life unto us that believe, amen. Now, here's what I got to think about. The lost man does not have this spiritual guidance. He may be witty, he may be worldly wise, but he cannot grasp the things of the Spirit. They're out of his reach. He can't get a hold of them, amen. He may be clever. He may be very proficient in his own sphere of knowledge. But spiritual things are out of his league. A great philosopher or professor or scientist may be an expert in their field. And yet, he needs to leave off speaking about Christianity until he knows something about it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Great philosopher or professor or scientist may be very educated and proficient in his field, but he needs to leave off trying to educate the, us about the Bible or explain to us the Bible because he cannot grasp it himself until he has the Spirit of God on the inside. Amen. 
There's a true spiritual understanding that comes with being saved. Now, that doesn't mean that you understand all the Bible because nobody ever does. If somebody says, well, I've got it all figured out, mark her down, they don't know the first thing. Amen. Here they are still in kindergarten and they thought they've graduated college. They haven't learned, they haven't gotten to first base if they think they've got it all figured out. Amen. I'm, I'm not saying that we have it all figured out, but I am saying when the resistance is down, when we are being led by the Spirit, then the Word of God starts making some sense. Lights start coming on. We're no longer stumbling around in darkness. Amen. We're living in the light, walking in the light, and you'll be amazed at how more light will be shown and more light will be shown. Amen. And you'll see more and more. The day goes brighter and brighter for the child of God. Amen. Now, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost done with this point, but I'm thinking about this. Uh, they, they, I said they need to leave that alone until they come to know Christ, know something about Christ. The Samaritan woman left her bucket at the well. I like that song. Amen. She left her bucket at the well. She left, I say, left her water pot at the well, went back into the city and began to tell those men, come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. How did she get that knowledge? Because she was in. Amen. She's in. And now she has some knowledge that she never had before. Amen. She's got some information they don't have anymore. Amen. Thank God. She can point others at where to get in. Amen. And amen. That's right. Amen. Well, uh, let me let me give you the second thing. Not only there it, it, it means it, once a person gets in, it means they have a true spiritual understanding. Secondly, it means there's a tremendous special protection. A tremendous special protection. Turn back if you will to John chapter 17 to what we know as our Lord's high priestly prayer in the garden of Gethsemane. The true Lord's Prayer. You know, they got that little, the little saying that our Lord, the pattern prayer, they call that the Lord's Prayer. This is actually our Lord praying in John 17 and recorded His words. John's the only one that recorded these words that are here in John 17. He says in verse number 14, Jesus is praying and He says, I have given them Thy Word. Who's the them? Those are that, those that have believed on Him. Those that are following Him. Alright, you see that? Verse 14, I have given them Thy Word. And the world hateth them. Well, that's still true today, ain't it? They hate the Bible, and they hate Bible believers. Well, that bunch of narrow-minded Bible thumpers always telling us that we're in sin, and they're causing us trouble. They're bothering us. They're not tolerant. So what we got to do, we got to prove our tolerance by killing them Christians. That's about how tolerant they are. Amen. But the truth is, Christians ought to be that narrow right there. Just as narrow as the King James Bible. Amen. If it ain't in that book, then I don't have to believe it. I don't care how real the dream seemed. Amen. I don't care how many books it sells. I'm talking about your dream or your prophecy or your word. Amen. If it's not in that book, we don't have to believe it. But if it is in that book, we better believe it even as unbelievable as it may seem. Amen. That's true. He said, but he said, I've given them thy word and they have, they have the world has hated them. Let me get back to that. Verse number 14. I have given them thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. By the way, if, if you go get all the piercings, they'd love you. 
If you'd get all the tattoos, they'd love you. If you'd be, if you'd drink the liquor they drink, amen. If you'd run the way they're running, they'd love you. But they don't love you because you don't do those things. Because you're not of that anymore. You're not in what they're in. Amen. You've been brought out of those things. Hallelujah. And you're in something they're not in. And they hate it. Amen. They'll say, you're not with the in crowd. Oh, yes, we are. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We are with the end crowd if you're saved by the grace of God. Let me, I gotta finish reading that. Verse number 15. It's all, y'all always mess me up. I get a short message and y'all get me to preaching, running rabbits here and there. Amen. Verse number 15. Jesus still praying. Now he said, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. Amen. When a person gets saved by the grace of God, they are translated out of the kingdom of sin and Satan, and into the kingdom of His dear Son. That's what the Bible says, right? Translated out of darkness and into light. But when we become, when we get in the kingdom of light, the kingdom of darkness hates us. Amen. When we get in the kingdom of Christ, God's dear Son, the kingdom of Satan hates us. And they'll do everything they can to trip us up. Amen. And I'm not just talking about Friends that will offer you things. It's amazing how that all of a sudden everybody will have a TV that's hooked on some kind of pornography site. Amen. Everybody will have some kind of uh, new drugs they want you to try or new alcohol they want you to try or some kind of new thing that they want you to do. Everybody, And they'll offer it to you. They'll pay for it. Give it to you. But I'm not just talking about what people will offer you. I'm talking about what the devil will do and the temptations of the mind and the troubles that will come upon us. Amen. As a child of God. And yet Jesus said, I'm not asking you to take them out of it. I'm just asking you to protect them from it. Not take them out of the world. Amen. He didn't rapture us the moment we got saved. But he left us here. He left us here for a purpose. Amen. Amen. So I say this, when we become Christians, we are not all at once removed from this earth, but we are protected by our God. Amen. We are in the hand of Christ, he says in John chapter 10, and Christ is in the hand of God. Amen. And nobody's able to pluck us out of either one of their hands. Amen. That's what he said. We are protected by the hand of of God. We are no longer a part of this wicked world system. We've been changed on the inside. Amen. We have the Holy Ghost living on the inside. We grow day by day as we study God's Word, as we learn God's Word, as we walk in the Spirit. All that time we are being guided and we are being protected by the mighty hand of our God. Amen. Again, going along with somewhat Joshua said, we are on foreign soil. We are in enemy territory. If you're a soldier of the Lord, if you're a soldier for Christ, you're on foreign soil in enemy territory. But we are protected by our Heavenly Father. Amen. We will have to daily contend with the flesh, the world, and the devil. Amen. But even in that, we are protected by our God. Amen. Amen. We've all heard stories and, and, and heard preaching. People preach about, for example, the city of Corinth, how wicked Corinth was. Turn to the book of First Corinthians, chapter number 1. Paul the apostle, he knew what Corinth was like in his day. 
And he wrote two, actually wrote three letters. We have two of them preserved for us in the King James Bible. Amen. And we don't need to go looking for the lost letter. Amen. God preserved what he inspired. Corinth was a very wicked city. And yet Paul writes to believers in Corinth. Look at verse number 1, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 1. Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sosthenes our brother unto the church of God which is at Corinth. So there was a church in Corinth, that wicked city. Look at what he says about them. Which church of God which is at Corinth to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus. There's our phrase again, isn't it? Called to be saints with all that uh, in every place called upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. It goes on grace and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. All right. So he's talking about the fact Corinth was a wicked city. And yet there were believers in Corinth. How could those believers in the midst of Corinth not be polluted by the evil that was surrounding them? The answer is they were in Christ. That's what he said. That's the very phrase he used. You are in Christ Jesus. Sanctified means set apart. Amen. This cup, for example, is sanctified. We had two cups up here. One of them was for Philip. The other was for me. We didn't both drink out of the same cup. This one's just for me. Amen. When God saved us, we're for Him. We're not for the world. Amen. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message throughout this week. And I would like to invite you to come and be with us tonight for our midweek prayer service every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We'll be meeting here, Lord willing, tonight for that. We'll have special time of prayer around the altar, special time of prayer request taken from the pulpit. And then we'll have preaching from the Word of God as well as some good singing together, congregational and perhaps special. Love to have you come and be with us for that service tonight at 7 p.m. We are easily located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.